Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by the great Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. You've been reading him for many years. Hello, Dennis. How you doing? I am great. How are you? No, not too bad. Not too bad. So I wanted to talk, obviously, some college football, some Arizona, some Colorado, a little bit of realignment. But uh, first thing, is there anything more Pac-12 ever than the best season that this conference has had in recent memory? It's going to be its last season. You there? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, sorry, the call come in. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a shame. It's ironic. It's, um, it, it's a shame, you know, that right. the best. It's probably going to end up being the best season ever for the right. Pac-12 when you consider what's going on. That all this is happening. The fact that I wrote about it last week had Dion showed up a year earlier. He literally would have saved the Pac-12. There would have been enough juice there from the networks, probably Fox and ESPN, to pay right. enough uh, to equal or surpass the, the Big 12. Um, and you've got all these Heisman candidates. Uh, every, By the way, every one of these great quarterbacks in the Pac-12 are transfers. That's just right. with an asterisk. I don't know if that means anything, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a damn shame it's going out this way. And when you look around the conference too, in the past, there's been some coaches that, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of been a little bit of dead weight. You know, we can just talk about Kevin Sumlin here. You know, we can talk about Herm right up the road, but you look around the conference. Now there's reason for optimism from all 12 schools that, you know, even with, uh, even with Stanford ASU struggling, these are still coaches that are, you know, have a nice little track record as well. Washington obviously hit the ball out of the park. Oregon state did going on and on down. I mean, every school has a coach that you can be pretty excited about. Yeah, I go to uh, immediately go to Oregon State. Uh, Jonathan Smith, hometown kid, born and bred. Um, and again, part of the shame of it is he's probably going to have to leave Oregon State at some point because right. I don't know if they're going to have the resources to pay him or someone like him, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, and that's why I had him at the top of my list to replace Mel Tucker at Michigan State. I think he... When and if that happens, he would have to take a serious look at that to go from a conference that's breaking up to the highest resource conference uh, there is um, that may be part maybe part of major college football along with the SEC when this thing all clears up. You got to do you got to do it for yourself. You got to do it for your family. And you know, Oregon State and Washington State are going to take those kind of hits. 
Right. Now, let's talk a little bit about Dion, then get to Arizona and some realignment. But listen, I mean, Dion's been a supernova, obviously. The thing that I like about watching him, though, is that he clearly he's in control of pretty much everything you watch him. It's not, he's not, he doesn't lose his, you know, his disposition. I mean, he, he clearly in the grand scheme of things, Dennis gets it. Well, he reminds me just in the setting of a Bobby Bowden, who was a ceremonial coach. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if he's, a, he's an X and O's guy. He wasn't uh, at Florida state. But he had a great staff. He was a great front-facing forward guy who was the face of the program. And I think that's what's going on at Colorado. Now, Dion obviously more demonstrative than than, uh, than Bobby, who was kind of a folksy down-home guy. But I think the same thing applies. Look, it was it was good enough for him to have the smarts to hire a really, really good staff. Right. And you see that with Sean Lewis, who left the job as a head coach in the MAC. It, it was the MAC, but it was still a head coaching job, and he was doing well. Uh, the, a veteran uh, of the NFL and the SEC, Charles Kelly, is a defensive coordinator, um, and he can recruit like mad. I mean, there's right. so many coaches out there that make millions and millions of dollars. And they just they they can take or leave recruiting. You know, they you got to be all in on it. And, and Dion certainly is. You got to give him, give him that credit. Now, did I see him being three and zero and beating TCU and and uh, and having his closest game against what a lot of us thought was his only win in the right. first six weeks? No, it's been fascinating. It's, it's. I, I tweeted it out the other day. I, I, I think it's more than big this year. I think it's going to turn out to be a tentpole moment in the history of college football, if, even if it ends after two years, because I think we all, I think both sides are looking at each other at Colorado and DM going, you know, if this works out, you know, we, we know how this is going to end up. And he may, right. you know, look, he may go to the SEC, Florida State, NFL, who knows. But as long as this lasts, you're going to have record ratings, you're going to have big noon, you're going to have um, game day. It's fascinating. Right now, and then you look at Shadur as well. I mean, he was kind of the whole the X factor in all of college football coming into the season. I don't think anybody had any idea quite what to expect. And Dennis, I mean, he's he surpassed all expectations as well. Yeah, well, we know we could play because right. he had been recruited by everybody, by Georgia, Alabama, Florida, you know, name a school, name a, an FBS Power 5 school. He'd been recruited by them. So we knew we could play. We had a sample of what he could do at Jackson State. Now, facing the defending the defending Big 12 champions who just played for a national championship on their at their place in a 100-degree temperature in his right. first game against the Power Five, no way. No way. And then to watch him play subsequently against um, Nebraska and Colorado State, he's, he's going to be a high draft choice. He's got the arm. He's got the smarts. He's got the mobility. Um, with Look, I, without Travis Hunter, I can name – I can name some of the Colorado receivers, but I bet a lot of people can't. Right. And that's going to be the Patrick Holmes effect where he is so good. He's going to lay it in there. And that's why I think gives him a fighter's chance against Oregon. Yeah, for sure. Now let's talk a little bit about Arizona, obviously down here. Um, not quite the story that Colorado is, but yeah. Jed fish, when he was hired, he inherited an absolute mess, obviously. And he said, you know what, we're going to build this up from day. We're going to build this up from the ground up, brought in a top yep. 25 class, 
Um, so far, I mean, you've got a, quite a few NFL players on the team. You bring in a five-star wide receiver in uh, uh, Tedaroa yeah. McMillan. You've got the number one rated defensive end in the country committed to you next year. This is a uh, this is something that I don't think a lot of Arizona fans saw happening. Again, not making it out like they're the best team in the world, but there's some excitement down here, Dennis, for the first time in quite a while for Arizona football. Yeah, he's building something. Um, I think this is going to translate well to the Big 12, which at first glance going forward, I don't know if there is a dominant team. I think the door is open for people to make some strides. And I think, you know, Arizona is right there. Jaden Delora, um, we knew he could play. Uh, but now Jed has something to go around him. Right. And I think that's reason for for optimism. You know, we talked off off air about how after Stanford, they've got seven, seven teams, uh, seven straight weeks of, uh, of ranked teams. Well, there's an opportunity there too. You know, right. they, they pull off some things um, and I think they can, then we're, you know, I, I you know, I can kind of see an eight win season if they get through this. Right. Now let's talk a little bit about the big 12 then and how we got here. Um, you obviously, you were, you were, uh, you were front and center here and you did some really good reporting because again, you you know you you just put out there what you knew. The Big Twelve. Brett Yormark to me was the guy that just kind of at the end of the day kind of always had the ace up his sleeves. It felt and it felt like while everybody else was blustering, saying you know uh, we got a great deal, all of this. Brett Yormark was the one that said, "I'm the deal. I'm going to make sure that yeah we're available when it." And you know what? These four schools landed right in his lap. Yeah, look, I think he made the biggest. Um, I guess, move of this whole thing. You can talk about how the Pac-12 screwed it up, and they did. It was death by a thousand paper cuts. But when he got ahead of the Pac-12 and did that deal last October 30th, I think, right. or 31st um, with Fox and ESPN, it was a game changer. Because at that point, then it was official. The Pac-12 is playing catch-up. They got a, you know, it was made clear they have to reach that number, 31.7 million annually to, you know, to stay together. Um, that's what it was. And he is that guy. He is a New York guy. He's a deal maker. He's out front. He's a little bit like Dion, frankly. Right. Um, you know, never met anybody he didn't like or talk to. And in in the, the Pac-12 and George Klyavkov, and, and particularly the presidents were completely unprepared. I've said this now for weeks since everything happened on August 4th. I can't think of another conference, forget a, a big conference, where uh, this, the, the presidents would basically sit around for a year and not demand more clarity on what they had on a media rights deal. When it came down to the league, uh, look, uh, going away or not. And that's what happened in the Pac-12. And that reflected the culture of the Pac-12. Not everywhere. USC is a football school, UCLA. But football isn't as important in the Pac-12 as it is other places. Can you... You, I can't imagine the Big 12 president sitting around. Yeah, Brett, whatever you want to do. It, it wasn't <laughs> right. until Colorado left that they put their hand down and said, we need to know what you have. And, uh, you know, ultimately, George didn't have anything, basically. So I, I thought that those two things really what did it. Well, yeah. And then you look at it, too, when it comes to uh, the when it comes to Colorado, for perfect example, they went into media day and you have the president and the athletic director saying, listen, we got to have some numbers by media day. They get to media day and 
there's a great deal right around the corner, but we don't have any numbers right there. I mean, at some point it was almost, you know, it was almost like a bad news bears type thing where everything that could go wrong did because there was absolutely no foresight that maybe these schools are serious when they say that they need to see real numbers right there. And Colorado was the first one that called their bluff. I was talking to people in the industry uh, for a year as this went on and to a man and woman, uh, women, they said either George has something up, up his sleeve that none of us know about, or he's got nothing. Right. And it turned out he had nothing. Uh, right. You know, in, in the end, I mean, basically nothing. Uh, and these people were saying that without saying it. You know, if he had something, we'd know about it. Right. And there wasn't anything there to the point that in, in early May, I was at the Fiesta Summit in Scottsdale, and I happened upon a story where. An ESPN executive had been at a Big 12 reception and told the Big 12 people, hey, we're happy moving forward with our three power five partners. Well, of course, that was the ACC. That was the SEC. And what he was saying, they were stopping at the Big 12. Well, that to me, there were people in the audience looking at each other going, really? Right. And that was the moment for me where it, the, the Pac-12 was really in trouble, where the story I wrote, it appeared that ESPN was out as a, you know, as a, as a first tier partner. Um, I didn't say it was going to happen, but with those words, it basically confirmed it. And that obviously came to be the truth at the end. In this day and age too, what would you kind of subscribe to the theory that, you know, there'd be these reports about these really flowery proposals, great deals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age, and obviously you were not one of those people, but how does that happen in this day and age in a, you know, a media market where, there's really nothing, and you keep hearing about deals that are right around the corner that are going to be fantastic. There were times that, and I don't want to brag, but I, there were times where I felt like I knew more than the Pac-12 presidents, if that makes sense, in right. terms of what was going on in the industry and what they were getting right. um, because of the people I talked to. And it, it seemed that way to me. It's like, if they, it, how do I know this and they don't know this? Like and that story I just told you about the ESPN. Yeah. How did they, are they just in denial? Do they not know enough about the market? Are they letting George do everything? And look, George had his own faults. He uh, he relied on a, on a group on the West Coast, sports media consultants, I think it was, uh, sports media partners, I think it was called, that had never done a media rights deal before. Right. Um, the uh, the head of it was, and I forget his name, was an old uh, law school partner of George. Well, that, all that's fine, except that the Big 12, did get in front of them. They were dealing with Endeavor, who uh, who was also working with the Big Ten, and we're talking consultants who do the, the these deals. To the point that Brett Murphy reported about a year ago, it was late August, early September, 2022, that Oregon and Washington had been vetted by the Big Ten, and everybody went, "Oh, well." It, not only it was that, I had sources telling me that the Washington president was walking through the Endeavor offices uh, in, in New York with her, um, you know, with her group, her, uh, her uh, inside, I want to call it entourage, but yeah. her uh, close associates to talk to the Big Ten. Right. And no one believed it then. If I, how, how do the other presidents not know that? Do they not want to know that? You've got to have a reaction to that. And you've got to have a reaction quickly when Washington and Oregon, um, you know, the next two pieces 
are apparently a year ago way down the road in considering the Big Ten. Right. I think, too, you you hit on the presidents right there. And I think in Arizona, it, we're, we're blessed to at least have a president that is invested in sports. I mean, Bobby Robbins, it, he, you know, they applied yeah. for they applied for Big 12 membership Thursday night, uh, you know, before yeah. everything broke Friday. So he was clearly above it. But then you look at, uh, you know, you got some guys like Michael Crow, who does a lot of really good stuff academically, no doubt about it, but clearly doesn't quite understand the whole streaming aspect and the fact that. Streaming is here. Streaming is going to be here. But if it's 100 percent of your uh, inventory at this point, Dennis, that's still not practical, because, again, if that was if that was ideal, the SEC and the Big Ten who hold all the cards would have gone for something like that. That was really kind of a, a wish that I think had no possibility of ever working out. And look, the base of this is on the night of October 3rd, morning of October 4th. Let's be honest. Fox came up with some more money. Right. And to to seal the deal, that, that's simply what it was. So, you know, Oregon and Washington are going to go. So then what are these other schools going to do? That was, you know, that was right. done. But and then Michael Crow tries to rationalize it by saying, boy, this Apple deal, they did some uh, Star Trek 21st century type of stuff. You could go back and watch games on tape. And Michael, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this to you, but there's this concept called TV everywhere. You watch on your phone, you can watch on your TV, you can watch on your tab. It's been around for about 10 or 20 years. Um, so that wasn't exactly breaking any uh, technological barriers. And it just showed how much that, look, he had been talked into this without really paying attention or trying to educate himself on what it really meant. And that's where, that's where you know, to give credit to Bobby Robbins, he was way out in front of this, at least in, in terms of Arizona's best interest. It could have gone either way. I, I think he, he has said that to the end. Um, but was way out in front and educating himself on what this meant. What are you now looking ahead to the Big 12 a little bit? Obviously, uh, Brett Yormark's idea is that he's going to, he wants to have the best basketball conference in the country, and he wants to have something that is, you know, decent enough in football, certainly, that you have to pay attention to it. Um, where does where does the Big 12, from a strategic perspective for Dennis Dodd, where does it, uh, how do you see this going forward the next three, four, five years? Well, uh, I'll do the bottom line for you. The idea of consolidation now at the top, I don't call it realignment, I call it consolidation. How, how many teams do you need to have uh, a credible playoff? And the line was drawn this time at Oregon State and Washington State. That's where the market drew the line. They can do without them for a legitimate playoff. They'll have access, but not, not a power five anymore not a right. power four. Um, the Big 12, by consolidating, by expanding, got its nose under the tent. It, it backfilled. It, got, it did much of what the ACC did. There was a clause in the ACC contract that says, if you go below 15 members, then ESPN can renegotiate the deal for obviously a lower right. number. That's what the Big 12 was doing. So it has solidified itself for, I don't know, the next five years, the deal is seven, maybe the next five. I, I can't predict when the next round of realignment is going to come. But I think the next round is going to go something like this. Uh, Alabama is going to wake up one day and ask themselves, why is Vanderbilt making the same amount of money we are? Right. Michigan's going to wake up and say, why is Northwestern making the same amount of money we are? So I think it's going to go like that. And so if you're the Big 12, you want to be one of those teams that is in the mix. Um, right. It's as simple as that. We've already seen speculation 
of Fox and ESPN and the NFL partnering to put together something at the top 40 teams, which would be like an NFL junior. Um, I, look, I thought what we just experienced was 10 years down the road. I want to say that it's 10 years down the road, but who knows? Right now. So the big thing, though, is just to be able, like you said, to have a seat at the table because there's going to be another blow up right there. And mm -hmm. that's something that Brett Yormark was able to figure out that the Pac-12 president uh, weren't that the most important thing is to have some form of stability here, not talk about something that's great, be able to have something there. And like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head that the most important thing is to at least be a factor going forward here where the Pac-12 obviously isn't because it's pretty much gone. Yeah, right. Um, I think. The way the Big 12 is, I think there's a chance in some years they can get two playoff teams in. Um, the fact that they got more money for this grouping of teams without or than they did with Oklahoma and Texas is frankly still amazing to me. And Brett Yormark won't let right. me forget it. But he did the deal. Um, and so I, I think it could go one of two ways for the Big 12. Like the Pac-12 has been the last few years. Everybody's got two losses by November 1st. Well, that's no good. Um, it'll be more forgiving in a 12-team playoff. Or you have excellence at the top, whether it's the same two teams or three teams or whether it's somebody different every year. Where I, th I think the Big 12, there's an outside chance that they could get uh, two teams in a 12-team playoff, given, given who they beat and given the teams in there. But that's what we're talking about. They've got access. And the, I even mentioned the basketball. He's... Right. He is uh, such a visionary, Brett Yormark, in basketball. He wants to uh, separate basketball from football at the end of this deal in seven years and have a separate ne negotiation for each sport. Now, can you imagine what basketball by itself would be worth with Kansas, right. with Arizona, with Iowa State, with Baylor? Right. Um, just there's some name brands, and it, and it is the best, until further notice, the best league in the country in basketball. All right. Now, uh, before, we, uh, before we sign off here, and again, really appreciate your time. What do you see happening with Oregon State and Washington State? Is this, uh, are they going to join the Mountain West? What would you, if you could look into your crystal ball, what do you see happening there? Yeah, I think that'll happen eventually. They've got this temporary restraining order. And this, that might take months to, uh, to work out where the 12 presidents can't meet as one to decide anything. I, I think that'll, that, particular issue will be a negotiation how to split up the revenue left over from the Pac-12 and eventually Oregon State and Washington State uh, will end up in the Mountain West. What what it's called, I don't know. You know, people want to call it, do they, they bring that brand with them? Well, I've had people tell me that that's rife with, uh, with, uh, with possibilities or bad possibilities because that Pac-12 name is being sued by at least three different people that I right. know. Right. Do you want, do you, do you even want that? That's the one thing. And then, you know, uh, they've got to get there and they've got to play somewhere. The other thing is people aren't thinking about is scheduling. Uh, it seems like I, I talked I talked to Pat Chun at the, the AD at Washington State. And I said, you know, what's the drop dead for you guys doing scheduling? And this is earlier in the month. And he said yesterday. Um, it's fairly easy. Well, it's not fairly easy with football because you've got to drop non-conference games that were in there. You've got you know, you to get other things in there. Um, the Pac-12 played nine conference games. The uh, I believe the Mountain West right. only plays eight. So you've got to account for that. You got to do basketball. You've got to do the travel for all the minor sports. So that's not something that can it be done? Yes, but we're way beyond. I think some sort of soft deadline for that. So they got to get something done pretty quick. 
Right. It's not something you could just do in the next couple of weeks and say, yep, we got no. everything done. Right. All right. He's the great Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. Dennis, really appreciate your time giving us some of your knowledge. You were an oracle of great reporting throughout realignment, and we really appreciate you as always, my guy. All right. You got it. Thanks. Thanks so much. All right. That's Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. Thanks for joining us. All right. We're going to digest quite a bit of what uh, Dennis said there because there was obviously a lot. But let's let's get to a couple reads here first. BetMGM. All right. Here's the deal. Sign up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX, and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Again, we've been telling you day in and day out, take Arizona with the over right there. Take Arizona win the over of the four and a half, and you will thank me later. Let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, again, like I said, you got to take the take the over of the Wildcats. Keep doing it right there. Back the A. We're going to get to, uh, we're going to talk a lot more Big 12, and we're going to talk some Arizona hoops as well. But also, one last one, though. Right here, uh, Dennis Walsh says, when was the last time Dennis Dodd went to Circle K? That is a great question. I should have asked him that. But here's the deal. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply in participating locations. Visit it's circlek.com for details. All kinds of good stuff at Circle K. Check it out. All right. All the back of the A folks in here. Appreciate you all as always. All right. Dennis Dodd gets it. Um, during a lot of the realignment re- reporting, there were, you know, there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of fantasies that be- being thrown out there. And like Dennis said, he was told by people across the board that, this was either going to uh, either George Klievkov had something up his sleeve or he had absolutely nothing. And I think he put it very well when he said he had absolutely nothing. And that's why we were at the point where we're at now. And then get into Brett Yormark. We got to talk about Brett Yormark here for a minute because again, this is a commissioner that gets it. This is a conference commissioner that gets it. His idea about basketball and being able to separate that from football, I think is very intriguing right there, especially when it comes to U of A basketball, like he talked about a name brand right there. That's something that is, uh, um, very, uh, I think it is very enticing, but Again, um, I think the president had a huge part to do with this. And Michael Crow, we're going to uh, use that as a short right there, uh, Jacob, because that was absolutely fantastic. But a big part of it is that um, the Pac-12 behaved itself into this situation. There's really no other way to put it. And that's why um, Arizona is going off to the Big 12. Now, talking about the Big 12, I think Arizona is a very good fit in the Big 12 for football and for basketball. And a big part of it too, like Dennis said, is that when you've got, uh, you've just got to have a seat at the table. And with the uh, playoffs expanding now, you could probably get two teams in there at the very least. And I think that is a big part of, uh, I think that's a big part of it. But again, more so than anything, having a seat at the table, um, 
is a big part of all of this right here. And from a football perspective, you're going to get one year of Dion in the Big 12 most likely, and then Dallas Cowboys or Florida State, wherever that uh, wherever that hits. But let's not ignore the elephant in the room. Arizona football, my friends. Jed Fish is building something here. We've talked about it. Cross the offense, cross the defense. There is a lot to like about what Jed Fish is doing. And a big reason there is is because he understands what he's doing here. We have seen coaches that don't understand what they are doing. That uh, Bijan Robinson, we can't really uh, recruit him because he might not come here. Jed Fish says poppycock to that. Not only that, he says we're going to bring in the top-rated defensive end in the country from Sal Point right there. All right, now let's get to some questions. Let's get to some comments. All right, first. Uh, Snello, what is the chance Jed gets offers at a bigger problem or a bigger program? If he gets us to a bowl game, he will 100% get offers uh, to bigger programs. But I think a big part of that, sorry, Jacob, I think a big part of it though, is, um, what can Arizona do here? And, you know, talking to, I'm not telling you anything. I don't think that's any, uh, that's privileged information, but D- Dave Hickey has said multiple times, listen, if a guy wins, we're going to have to pay him. That's just kind of the way it is around here. And um, Arizona knows, but listen, Arizona football is in the past has been a place where coaches go to die. Um, you look at it from John Makovic, uh, Mike Stoops, Rich Rod, Kevin Sumlin. I get the Rich Rods at Jackson State. That's cool. But you get my point. If, that, if a coach is uh, in demand, that means that he's good. Think Larry, uh, think Larry, uh, um, Larry Smith right there. Again, when uh, when USC comes calling, you probably got a pretty good coach right there. Not only do you have a pretty good coach, you probably got a guy who understands the grand scheme of things. So again, if uh, schools come uh, searching for Jed Fish, that is a good thing because that means that Jed Fish is doing some really good stuff right there. Also, what's a good thing is pins and aces. All right, now, you might say, Mike, you got to look cooler. You'd be right. The main reason that I could be cooler right now is pins and aces. Check out pinsandaces.com and use PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And again, the official golf apparel of PHNX and All City. Check it out, pins and aces. And Fubo TV. Then we're going to get to some Arizona basketball here and what it means in the Big 12. Fubo TV. All right. Here's what's great about Fubo TV is you can basically, with, with all college football and the NFL, it's here. You can get it with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash PHNX to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. College football, NFL, U.S. Open, you name it, Fubo TV has it. You will thank me later for it. All right, now. Wanted to talk about Arizona basketball here because uh, tomorrow we're going to have Yogi Roth on at 1245. And then uh, Friday, hoping to have a very special guest to talk all Arizona football, but wanted to talk a little bit Arizona basketball here. A big reason why I think that uh, Tommy Lloyd has changed his recruiting approach to a certain degree is that he knows that going into the Big 12, it's going to be a totally different animal right there because you're going to have uh, teams that are tough and physical. You're uh, In the past, you essentially could get three or four road trips where – they were essentially buys your Washington states, your Oregon states, your Cal's, your Stanford's. You don't need to be tough right there. And 
It can be kind of fool's gold. When you get to the Big 12, it's not fool's gold anymore. And you're going every single week, you're going to be going against really, really good teams. Like Dennis said, you're, uh, um, these are going to be name brand schools. And the, uh, the conference is packed with the home court advantages. So that's what I think Jed did right there. Or not Jed, excuse me. That's where Tommy Lloyd did. He knew that he needed to get a little bit tougher caliber of player. That's why you get your Keyshaw Johnson. That's why you, I mean, granted, he won't be in the Big 12, but you get your Jaden Bradley, you get your Caleb Loves, and you're going to continue to recruit in that manner. You're looking at an Emmanuel Steven, possibly uh, Arizona, possibly getting him a uh, high four-star big man, very tough, very physical. Jamari Phillips, Carter Bryant, all of these dudes fit in very well in the Big 12. And again, that's where I am at with all of this. I would much rather have a team where, all right, we're 27 and nine as opposed to 34 and three. And I know exactly what I have right there because we've gone through the gauntlet that is Big 12 basketball. And when it comes to Big 12 football, it's more than good enough. Again, is it the SEC? No. Although the SEC, nobody really wants to admit it. It ain't that great this year, but it's good enough. And I think it fits in well with what Arizona wants to do, which is really all I care about. Jed Fish can still recruit California like a madman, but he can also recruit Texas. And that's where it's, uh, I think it's, that's where it's very, very interesting. But I think it's a great fit for both sides from a culture perspective, from an athletic perspective, and from a leadership perspective, having a Brett Yormark there that clearly understands what he is doing. Now, you might say, where could I watch some of these games this coming week? Illegal Pete's. Go down to university right there. You can check out Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. Illegal Pete and Illegal Pete's. And a reminder to become a PHNX diehard. Go to gophnx.com and check out all the good stuff that you got, you got right there. You've got you got discounts on merch. You've got Discord chats. You've got behind-the-scenes parties. All kinds of stuff that you don't have if you're not a PHNX diehard. So you can also reserve your tickets for free to our Arizona or PHNX Cardinals away game watch parties. Join us every away game at the BetMGM Sportsbook app at State Farm Stadium for tickets, prizes, and more. Link in the show notes. Okay. All right. Now let's talk a little bit more about some U of A basketball. Snello. I do believe that Arizona will be able to keep the UCLA rivalry alive, but I think that's going to take a couple. Uh, I think that's going to take a couple years. When we had Dave Hickey on before, he said that it was uh, there's obviously there's some hurt feelings a- across the board. I get all that, but I think that Arizona will be able to uh, rekindle that. But it's probably going to take a couple years. It's too big of a deal not to. Then Tony Clifton, Mike, how's Vasar looking? I like Henry. Don't get me wrong. I like Henry. I think Henry's a good basketball player. My problem with, uh, I think my concern with Henry is I don't know that he's developing as quickly as some of the other players are, and I just don't know where his minutes are going to come from. You already got Umar Ballo, leader of men, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, and Montias Crevas. Those dudes are all playing a lot. I don't know where Henry fits in there, um, and I don't know that he is... Uh, has improved enough to be able to jump any of those guys or to cut into their minutes. That is kind of uh, that's a little bit of a concern for me right there. 
Okay. Um, got a, got a jet to a press conference, but a big, big tip of the cap to Dennis Dodd right there. Really appreciate Dennis hopping on right here, breaking everything down from realignment to Arizona to uh, good reporting, all of that. And all of you out there with the back, the A's, appreciate all of you. We will be back with you tomorrow, 1245. Yogi Roth. Good buddy of Jed Fish coming on to talk all things Arizona football, Pac-12, look into the future. But for the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, I am merely Mike Luke. Back the A. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 1245 with Yogi Roth.